The TV show Supergirl will introduce a trans superhero called Dreamer. Because the character is both trans and a dreamer, she will be introduced as Mike Pence's nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Ivanka Trump is closing her namesake fashion brand so that she can focus on the work she's doing in Washington. For example, she vows to make sure that every inner city student has access to six-inch stilettos. <laughs> Jeff Sessions spoke at a high school leadership conference for conservative teens. In related news, there's officially a conference that has more nerds than Comic-Con. Uh, <laughs> NASA has fashioned a probe that can land on the surface of the sun. Once they're sure that the probe can safely land on the surface of the sun, they're going to make sure it can land on the surface of Prince Hemsworth. I flubbed that one. Yeah, it's the hotness, hotness. of the sun. Yeah. yeah, which is... Doesn't I, make sense. I actually wanted to take that joke, but I felt like it was going to be funnier uh, if you said it. But that's right. He is very hot. Uh, Josh Hader, the Milwaukee Brewers pitcher whose racist, sexist, and homophobic tweets went viral, received a warm welcome home from Brewers fans. Brewers fans are not offended by his tweets since he never insulted beer. <laughs> and finally, young Republican staffers and lobbyists in Washington, D.C. say they are receiving insults and uh, hate speech on uh, dating apps. Fortunately for them, they have just created their own dating app called Putender. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Because he's so hot, it's like landing on hotness. the hotness yeah. of Chris Hemsworth. Welcome yeah. to the Trump Report. Thanks for the snazzy new intro from our fearless leader, Maria Menudos. Mm. We are here on a sultry, steamy... Speaking of hotness. Yes. <laughs> I believe Tamara came here on a rickshaw. Ooh. She's still trying to cool down. Fixing all over the place. It's a, it's a balmy 103 degrees yeah. here in Hollywood, and we welcome you to the Trump Report. I am Christian Blatt, joined as almost always, except I think for last week, Chelsea Glacia. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and Tamara Brown, our jokesmith extraordinaire. Hello. And the man with a plan, because you definitely have a plan. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Scott Moore. Hey, guys. An escape plan from the country if, uh, oh, yes. if impeachment doesn't happen? Is that what you were doing all those That's weeks? what I was doing, scouting my escape plan, yes. Mm. It's, it's probably not that hard. Anyway, uh, so much to talk about. Join us in the chat if you're watching live. And if you're watching after the fact, please leave comments on the YouTube video because uh, I do go back in and see what, what everybody has to say. And uh, sometimes I will even answer you. We have... So many loyal fans who watch the show every week because they love us and they love what we have to say. So thank you so much for watching every single week. Uh, fun little uh, Clash song. I uh, mm -hmm. was thinking a little bit about uh, rocking the Casbah and uh, over in Iran. And uh, President Trump, with uh, the fire and fury that he really delivers best on Twitter, <laughs> telling... The, uh, the I almost called him the Shah. What happened? I know. What happened in my head? <laughs> I would, the Ayatollah. Same thing. And the guy's always <laughs> named the Ayatollah. Uh, that they would suffer the consequences if they ever insulted America again. It's basically sort of like an old 50s movie. Like, hey, not in front of my chick. That's basically <laughs> what President Trump said. Uh, because it was such 
a manly display of power. I'm going to start with the manliest person on the panel. Scott Moore, what do you think? <laughs> I was like, don't start with me then. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly not me. Uh, certainly Scott, not fine, me. Fine, I will go yeah. first. Uh, no, but Scott, you, you hear this, you see this, you read this, and no, 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 it's not surprising, none of that. It's not even the reaction to him doing it. It's like, of course he's going to do stuff like this. But... What do you think the impact is? You know, uh, is is Iran a, a a bear that it's okay to poke with a stick once in a while? <laughs> it was just like, well, because it was in all, all caps. You know? Yeah, then it was really serious. It's a whole other level, right? When all you put caps. all caps in there, what's next? I know. Bolding, <laughs> bold, underlining, <laughs> italicized. <laughs> That's going to be the next step. You know, it's really serious. We well, already underlined. He already does the all text. Uh, all, text, cap, uh, yeah. all cap texting to yeah. Putin late at night, like, yeah. you know, you up? Yeah. You know, so obviously <laughs> it just, he still had the caps yeah, locked down. He did. Anyway, what do you think the, uh, well, <laughs> do we want to go worst case scenario or just what I, might, might happen in the, in the near future? I mean, again, it's another stupid tweet from a stupid orange clown, but. Are you talking about Ronald McDonald like that? I will throw <laughs> down right now. But he was at my birthday party. <laughs> He's at mine too. Yeah, my thirty-fifth birthday party. Anyway, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm like, yeah, he was at mine last month. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's it's more of the empty threat. Let me show you how big I am and tough I am. Like uh, we remember with North Korea around this time last year. Um, we see yeah, but look how that look, look how that went. I know. So is he is he going to meet yeah. with somebody over yeah, there? Now he's going to meet with them, and then they're going to become best friends. And you and know. Dennis Rodman will have yep. some weed company then, finances then, exactly. trip over to Iran. And speaking of, there'll be McDonald's everywhere in, in Iran. And then everybody wins. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I guess it's it's a show of power. You know, I guess you got to basically show people. Uh, Tamara, are you surprised that somebody with such tiny hands is able to uh, <laughs> text and tweet in all caps? Are, am I surprised at this point? What are we? Almost two years into took a this long time nonsense. Um, I think this is an example of, and I and I didn't look it up, but apparently the Secretary of State uh, about Iran before the text went out had a very um, uh, informative uh, speech about um, plans moving forward with Iran, and then this text comes out, and then that's all anyone's focusing on now. Sure. And so again, I didn't I, see, and, and I didn't even. I meant to look up the speech, but I didn't. But I heard it was great. So the, the distraction worked on mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So in that sense, it's an example of – and look, you know, you can dislike some of the people in the administration, but they have jobs to do. And for them to do their jobs well, I guess – President Trump would have to go into hibernation or something because it's like even when you think you've you've made some progress, it just you know he gets a probably a literal bee in his bonnet, and you know in trying to <laughs> swat it away, he sends an angry text. But these are the things that like as far you know, obviously it's um, insanity when he tells his base not to listen to anything that the media says. But this is one of the times when we the media does need to do a better job of not. Um, being an enabler for his bad behavior and focusing on when he does things like this at this point, we need to just ignore it and focus on, you know, things that the reasonable politicians are doing and pay attention to that so that he's not getting the, um, you know, he's he's Reward. a, a, yeah, a the, whining five year old yeah. that just wants attention and then you give it to them and you're not teaching them anything. Not that a 70-year-old man is going to learn new tricks at this point, but it's just like I think the media does need to do a better job of not giving him the outrage that he is seeking by doing things like this. Or to blatantly, or, or to really blatantly call him out instead of kind of keeping it nice and being like, oh, well, he misspoke or whatever. I'm just like, he lied. 
be blatantly lied about something or whatever instead of being like using those fancy nice words to kind of smooth it over and yeah. really call them out and say this because it is kind of ridiculous that they they let them get away with it. I, I don't hear the media more saying like what Fox News said when Obama was president. Mm-hmm. Well, it, this is a distraction from this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Right now is when we need the media to be saying actually this text was a distraction perhaps from a Mm -hmm. b or c these are the things that are going on behind the scenes that he probably doesn't want you to see well the fact that the nfl came up again it's like you know some there must be some program where on twitter you can have sort of the the version of speed dial you know where you've got something (laughs) loaded and ready to send out because it's like oh there's trouble i'm gonna go on off about the nfl again and uh you know and that's sort of that's kind of it's like the canary in the coal mine it's the oh wait a minute the nfl it's like we have to see what's really going on because if he mentions that, then he's actually worried about something. And I think the timing of the NFL in particular was the uh, Michael Cohen uh, apparently yeah. uh, with the the home taping system. Uh, home taping, but uh, <laughs> this just gets better. Uh-huh. Well, the interesting thing about that, which we might as well move on to that, is that uh, apparently the. Trump team was well aware that those conversations were being recorded, and yet still talked about paying Playboy playmates, um, and. Uh, I guess that I don't know. I don't know that he's actually scared, but it's like somebody in the organization is apparently concerned because of you know the the tweet storm that follows. Um, now, Chelsea, you as you're not a recovering lawyer anymore, right? You're just all back into it, right? I always <laughs> say you're a recovering lawyer, but uh, you're you're relapsed. all in, right? You're relapsed. <laughs> That's all right, though. <laughs> One day at a time, you know. Maybe, maybe maybe you maybe you won't do any lawyering tomorrow. Yeah. Nope, right? I'm actually set for one tomorrow uh-huh. and the next day, and I <laughs> oh, just came out oh. of one like three hours ago. So it's like okay. a part time. I was gonna be like, oh, part time, but now yeah. it's like so you're so you're like a social time. lawyer. You only you only lawyer when you're in a courtroom, <laughs> right? You just don't do it on weekends by yourself because that would be sad and a cry for help. <laughs> uh, so talk a little bit about some of these logistics here in terms of you know recording a client and. You know, maybe letting an independent prosecutor know that, uh, oh, you have recordings of the guy who's president now saying things that maybe he shouldn't have. Yeah. So there's two fun issues here about when can you record somebody. Uh, Some states require both people to give their permission. Mm -hmm. So in California, this would not been wouldn't have happened because both the participants needed need to okay it in New York and other states. There's a one person um, approval of it, which mm-hmm. is always kind of weird because mm-hmm. it's like the person who's being recorded right. approved it. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Uh, so fortunately for us, New York uh, is one of the states where only Michael Cohen had to know about it if he decided to record. So fine. And then whether they were privileged or not, they were decided not privileged. And so that's how we heard about them. And that is your 22nd legal analysis. Yeah. And he says that uh, I guess he turned over 12 recordings. So do you think that uh, these will end up on Spotify? I mean, will there be possibly, <laughs> you know, for those of us who still like to have physical media? And There'll be the- one of those uh, Yanni versus whatever that yeah. one was. Everybody will be listening Laurel. to it. Laurel. Laurel. Yeah. Yanni. Uh, oh, Laurel. yeah. I thought you meant Yanni, the, yeah, the, like, the, 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 the flute player yeah, or whatever. And I was just like, to- <laughs> but you know I was what? Like, oh, he's going to win a Grammy next year. You made an excellent point, Tamara, <laughs> because these recordings should be set to music. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that they would already probably, you know, go 
high up on the chart. Me personally, I want these recordings to be released on vinyl because I want to look at the artwork mm-hmm. and I want to read all the indictments that get stuffed in there. But yeah. uh, like so we don't know what there might possibly be in these other ones. I mean, the fact that we're hearing about this one, you know, my hunch is that this would probably be the best one. But you never know. Maybe there's uh, more to it. Saving the best. So uh, is there any way that these are inadmissible in this kind of you know let you know even say you're not building a case against the president for a second you know i mean is there because you said in new york you don't have to get the permission right right for a recording to be admissible correct okay which is interesting because uh you know i think that uh i i could see a lot of scenarios where you should need to get someone's permission although it seems very bizarre that you think if you're talking to your lawyer exactly that your lawyer would be able to record you and mm-hmm. uh, the state of New York is like, yeah, it's not that great. It looks a little trickery and a little shady, but it's all right. Yeah. No, the, the bar in New York is like, you know, we're just now starting to have concerns about Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe he didn't do things to the letter of the law, pun intended. <laughs> um, so I know I guess this is, uh, you know, these are things that we keep on. Now, Scott, when you hear about this. Is the uh, impeachment clock move any faster, <laughs> slower, stay about the same? Well, I was thinking, you know, the ones that they decided that were admissible and not executive privilege. I'm like, well, maybe their whole tactic is these are not the really juicy juicy ones. And then they can be like, oh, look, see, there was nothing that major going on. This is all witch hunt. And it's going to be part of their, their tactic. Because I, at first I was wondering, like, why would they let some of these be released? Um, but then I thought they must not have been anything too juicy. And then they're going to be able to come back and say, look, we, we were honest. We let these out. And you can see there's nothing else there. But they won't let the other ones. They'll call the other ones executive privilege. Uh, in the chat, our Scott Brown says the crime fraud exception pierces any privilege. Uh, that sounds like fancy lawyering. Uh, Chelsea, if there's anything wrong with that, you speak up. But uh, somebody <laughs> strung a bunch of words together that sounded smart. So I'm like, must be true. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can't your lawyer can't like actively help you hide a fraud. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that's why a lot of times lawyers are like, I don't want to know if you did it. Let's just work on, you know, but, yeah. let's just work. You're going to like recruit me to help you cover it up. And then then Let, there's nothing um, privileged. About let's just work on the fact that you took a nap before you got on the red eye to Chicago, OJ. OK, let's just focus <laughs> on that. I don't want to know what you did. I'll get rid of this bag. I'm not going to look in it uh, anyway. Uh, and Tamara, our friend storage yard resident, points out that President Trump is actually 72. So you see, uh, you made a point that he you. was seventy. You were you weren't giving him mm-hmm. enough credit. Yeah. You're right. um, seventy plus. <laughs> You're right. Meant. We are fake news. Yeah, we, we, defi- we definitely. We definitely. Yeah, that's true. We are definitely uh, fake news. And what yeah. a strapping seventy-two yes, he is. Yes. Um, and by the way, uh, Lady Goth in the chat. When I ref- when I introduced Scott as being the manliest yeah. person on the panel, she wrote manly with ten question marks, and yeah. then. Oh, you were joking. Exactly. I think that's offensive. <laughs> She's How correct. Dare you? <laughs> see, she knows. She's correct. That's true. She Absolutely. Is, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely correct. All right. We'll see. So now, and, and it was now, a great joke, too. Now I've shouted out people in the yes, chat. And so, it was a great uh, joke. Uh, well, you can say that again. That's fine. Anyway, uh, Tamara, uh, you you know, do you, like, like we're saying with Scott, do you feel like there's something to these recordings? Or is it just at this point... 
is he as close to bulletproof as a guy can be? You know, oh, I mean, there's, you get, there's look, there's a there's a recording of of him saying that you should you know grab women somewhere you shouldn't ever grab a woman, and he was elected president after that. So I mean, what are we going to get on this? Look, by the way, speaking of bringing that up, you know, Billy Bush, his wife officially filed for divorce. Yeah. So this man mm. lost his job. He lost his wife. He, he lost the he Today lost Show. No, everything. granted, they did pay him they ten million dollars like to million. not work. Yes, but he <laughs> and you know. Just, you know, and the day that Matt Lauer got fired, he was probably it's, like, oh, mother, yeah. come on. That was going to be me. I yeah. was going to take that. And now I'm, Hoda I'm has saying, my there, job. There's mm-hmm. just a negativity surround. Nobody is, will ever say, hear Bill, nobody will ever hear Billy Bush's name without having a negative association attached to it. Oh, I, I always had a negative association person, attached to it. The other person <laughs> was already there. involved in that lewd conversation was is, has been nothing but rewarded. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just unbelievably... What, what was the original question? I don't know how we got on to that. <laughs> the recordings. Topic. So Do you upset. think that uh, these recordings I, are going to make? I'm starting to believe more and more that I mean Trump really does have a deal with the devil with the way that he just cannot. Mm-hmm. He can't lose. Like he cannot lose. He he. He could eat a puppy on live TV, and his his base. Wait, sorry, would, Cook, cooked or raw? Would I think it makes rally a behind yeah. why I, that puppy deserved yes, to die. Exactly, he, he cannot do wrong. Was, that that puppy was a bad yes. puppy. Believe me, puppy. he deserved it. I don't but, care what when when Robert Mueller and everything. And I asked this last mm-hmm. week. I said, "What you know? What why ha, if they actually had anything? Why hasn't it come out?" Mm-hmm. And you said, "Because they're they're making sure that." He's crossing every T and dotting every I and fact checking and making sure that nothing has any holes on it whatsoever Mm -hmm. so that when they present their case, it's solid. Yeah, Yeah. solid. And so that's awesome. But I just (laughs) at this at this point, I just can't help but think like I you, you can't take them down. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Gosh, that's so. It's depressing, but you're but you're kind of right in that sense. Of, like we've talked about, because they've been doing this whole narrative about the witch hunt and everything else. That even if they do reveal something, they'll say it was all against him. And like we talked about, you have to have 67 senators to be able to remove him from office. So being able to get those, even if Democrats were miraculously able to take back the Senate, which is already hard enough, they would still they need still Republican support yeah. to come over and to be able to have him removed from office. So that, you know, sure he'd be wounded if he's impeached when he runs for election but he's still there do you have a sense in your head best case scenario for how like just uh, very hypothetically that democrats pick up the senate like what would the balance be would it be like 51 52 yeah so do you you feel probably pretty confident that there's probably 15 republicans that you could just flat out buy off and just be like, no, come on, just get rid of this guy. Like, we'll give you more money right. than he would. I, I, you know, I think what we've talked about week after week, it's really going to take that base support eroding. And once that happens and then they feel that it's not now in their political best interest to be able to get rid of them, then they will. But when you have Republicans supporting them, yeah. no matter what, then they're, they're going to be too nervous yeah, to Yeah, his, and I'll let you get to your point in a second, but I heard uh, that Republicans, I believe, like actual, you know, registered Republicans, Republican voters, uh, like answer to the question, do you support President mm-hmm. Trump? 88%. Yeah. So uh, the base has not eroded uh, at well, this point. But that was actually going to be my question for Scott, because they said there was another poll that came out after the Putin meeting in Helsinki right. that Republicans approved of what he he did. I'm wondering, what are the numbers of Republicans, like the actual number of registered Republicans, the same now as it was well, when he was Well, are you saying elected? are there less? It's actually, right. Yes, it actually has dropped. And also part of the other thing is, too, like how many independents that were sort of 
on the line that maybe were lukewarm towards him are now gone. But yeah, that's true. The number has actually dropped. Okay, the number has only- risen as far as the support, but the actual overall number of Republicans has fallen. Okay, so that's By why the concentration like self-identified two Republicans or three. Has, has fallen, yeah. Okay, that yeah, there, feel there's a like better. two or three less. Three guys yeah. in Orange yeah. County yeah. that are yeah. like, nah, I'm not Republican anymore. <laughs> but like, sadly, the thing that's really... I like really, to surf. I care about the environment. Exactly. I'm that, switching parties. But the sadly, the thing that's really is going to affect their support is is the economy. So if the economy starts to go and it really starts to affect people, that's when people are going to uh, move away from them. Before we move on, yeah. it, it's a point that we often make. How long did it take to put Watergate together? Because I wanted to sort of throw that in there. Yeah, it was like 18 months. Yeah, yeah so from, yeah, it took a little while. It yeah. takes a long time. And, yeah. and again, these things don't happen quickly. And because we don't hear from him, because he can't really comment on it, there, it's kind of one-sided right now because all we're hearing is from Trump and his surrogates, but we're not hearing anything from And the Mueller. real question is, are we going to get a movie half as good as All the President's Men? Because I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think that the, the, this movie will be will be as good. A reality show, yeah, re- yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Soap opera, Hosted perhaps. by yeah. Trump yeah. <laughs> about his own impeachment. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't <laughs> that it be great to have the reenactments, too? When they're, yeah, it's like, really oh, bad ones we need, when we need, to get, we need to get somebody to play President yeah. Trump. He's like, I'll do it. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> or maybe Don Jr. Yeah. Um, Ross Matthews from <laughs> e. Just oh put a lot God, of orange Ross. makeup on and you know Ross would be a great Trump. The wig, uh, putting that wig together, that would be amazing. That's a that's a you know Oscar winning makeup artist right there. The only the show that I want to see or the only recording I want to hear is the has to be has to be has to be somebody who stuck yeah. a recorder <laughs> in the meeting. I'm trying to ignore that. Yeah, we noticed. <laughs> no, come on. That it, would be We're just being manly over here. took a recorder in the room with Trump and Putin, yeah. and they were yes. by yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. Yes. for two hours. Yeah. If Obama had been with anybody for two hours, without any, I mean, had they would have had him. He would have been impeached the next well, day. For two hours. What do you think they talked about for two by the hours? The least surprising thing that can happen with that is the Russian or possibly both interpreters. Uh, poisoned within the next couple weeks because yeah, that's how they, that, because it's like if there's anything for them to like if they don't get poisoned in the near future then there probably wasn't anything that interesting you know what I mean I think that uh, but if anybody dies suspiciously you're like oh now or we know. just mm-hmm. a tongue cut out even yeah. that's fine too yeah but you know poisoning it, it's it's a lot less it, it's a lot less hands on you don't get as messy you know um, anyway so we were talking about the economy we should move on to this. Uh, the uh, trade war is in full effect, and uh, pr- the Trump administration plans to offer $12 billion in emergency aid for farmers hurt by tariffs because, you know, things are going so well for farmers in this country. You know what we should mm-hmm. do is we should get into a trade war that makes things harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea, $12 billion in emergency aid for farmers. Can you think of something that you would rather spend that money on? You know, oh my. God, that's actually I was looking it up before the show to try and refresh for myself like what twelve billion dollars means because we're throwing out these huge mm-hmm. numbers all the time these days and so it can well, seem pretty- if this was a billion dollar bill there would be twelve of these. Okay? <laughs> anyway, go on. I feel so much better. No problem. Happy to help. Um, but twelve, you know, billion dollars, like a billion dollars a month. You can think of it that way. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is twelve billion dollars. It's it's a lot of money. And that's only going to help farmers. And how long is that really going to help them for? So this is, make no mistake about it, a form of welfare. So Mm -hmm. if Trump wants to do this, just be honest about what it is. It's called welfare because you're not letting the market um, dictate prices or he's messing with the market. So he doesn't really believe in a free market. 
Uh, so what, what else? What about uh, the steel and aluminum uh, fallout from our tariffs on Chinese uh, aluminum and uh, steel and from Canada and Mexico? I mean, how there's going to be no end to the industries and the people that need aid. So $12 billion will be the tip of the iceberg because people will say, well, what about me? What about me? What about me? And uh, this is just going to be a very expensive experiment. Especially when we already have huge deficits. Uh, and, and the other thing to add to it, too, is it's part of Trump's you know MO is to be like, stir up the pot, make all this chaos, and then come back and act like you're the hero because you've stirred up all this chaos and drama and be like, here, now I'm going to fix it for this you. This reminds so me. So here anybody, you go. Sorry Let me give you some money. No, did but I mean, anybody that's see the say. Netflix special that uh, Dave Chappelle did? It was like a two shows in mm-hmm. a row, and the second one was exactly about that. If you haven't seen it, that's what it's mm-hmm. reminding Wait, me Dave of. Dave Chappelle, the comedian? Yeah. It's, it's stand-up special. It's not about politics. Okay, because it but. sounded like it wasn't. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to watch those, but all of a sudden, I, I don't know if I do. No, okay, So he no, talks yeah. about it in about a comedy setting. Thing, okay. like, in a comedy setting and, and about the industry, about people who make themselves f- appear to be your heroes. Mm-hmm. And the minute that you, you try and get out of a, you know, a bad situation that these people think that they've helped you mm-hmm. escape. You realize, well, sh- they were the ones that got me into the right. situation. They're the ones in the that make the problem, and now they want to go I, solve I, it. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know why, but all I can see in front of my eyes is Al Sharpton. Ch- uh, ta- Tamara, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to $12 billion, any yeah. ideas what, what could be a good thing to do with that and i don't mean you know like shopping spree i i think he needs to help the comedy writer industry with that 12 billion (laughs) because it's going to be really expensive to Mm -hmm. import a new computer from china and i think i think you think that's where that's the industry that is hardest hit and that's where it should be put by the way uh i want to make sure we have time to talk about the jeff sessions uh at the uh, we can talk about that in a moment if you like um but uh yeah that's that's what my opinion is. i was gonna say i have to to agree with you on that one because it's so much harder to be a stand-up comedian now when when you want to make the jokes on trump because then you just get so upset well that and then you're angry and and it's not as fun so it's really because of him so first you might have thought like oh okay this is going to be good for comedy and then it's just every everybody gets so angry i mean you've got You've got Whoopi Goldberg, mm. you know, throwing people off the view because she doesn't want to talk to them, you know, and it's like, wait, you, you're a comedian. Do you remember that? No, I don't. I don't think you do. Uh, Jumbo Jack Flash is a great movie. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I think that uh, comedy apparently has gotten very hard for uh, people to do. And look, you know, plenty. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Tamara, but there are plenty of people that I know. It's like, oh, yeah, I just don't I don't talk about politics because you just you can't win because like even if. Even if the majority of your room is going to agree with you, you're still going to have people like, oh, well, I hate them now. So I'm not going to laugh at their other stuff that's not political. So if you're if you're doing politics, you got to that's got to be your thing. And you got to be all in on that. I've seen people do it really well. I've, I, I have seen um, Dana Gould is one comedian who immediately after the 2016 election, he had a very um, I, I won't paraphrase it, but he had such a good take on it that I thought was a, a very, very uh bipartisan you know i i've seen some really good takes i and i happen plug for my own show but i run a monthly show at at an american legion so it is a very mixed bag crowd that's seen even though it's hollywood it's there's republicans and democrats Mm -hmm. and that's why i enjoy doing that show there so much so it it can be done but what you're saying i agree with is because as far as like television and media as opposed to live stand-up 
because that's very rare. Most people don't see live stand-up very often. But as far as what we're presented with in the media for comedy, yeah, it's always completely left-leaning. And they say that that's why, you know, uh, Oscar viewership was down this year because conservatives don't want to hear the liberal BS all the time. And, you know. Yeah, but what I'll say to that is if if another, if there's like another Titanic, you know, if there's like a movie that people are that excited about, I think that that's what mm-hmm. will happen. There was a lot of factors, yeah. yeah. I, but, but you're right. People don't watch those award shows in a lot of the country because they're like, you know, I just I just don't want to be scolded and lectured. And some people who are even maybe somewhat leaning towards the left, but they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not all in. I just I don't need to be. And that's told why I was so upset that Roseanne had to shoot herself in the foot and do what she did because her show was so good. I thought it was I, a good show. It, it was such a compromise of of opposing yeah. viewpoints. And I thought I, I was oh, it was it was so, it was so what we needed right now, in my opinion. And Oh, I, I mean, obviously angry for her for having such bigoted, closed-minded views, but also angry for her for ruining something that we so desperately needed in entertainment right now. I mean, I'm I'm angry at Ambien, but to the, the same point you're making. <laughs> You've always been angry yeah. at Ambien. <laughs> I sure have. Uh, all right, so uh, by request, we're playing the hits here, Tamara. Uh, you wanted to talk about how uh, we mentioned it at the top. Uh, Jeff Sessions, he was speaking to an event. Uh, this was uh, this was earlier today. Look at that, and uh, the crowd began to chant chant lock her up so it's like hey remember this one and he didn't he didn't incite the lock her up which yeah. we've you know seen president trump kind of lean back into a yeah, couple times hey, remember that? yeah the kids <laughs> you know the kids <laughs> they love that um so uh what uh, what about this uh spoke to you several things first of all i any t- any time a Republican starts bringing up Hillary at this point in time. I'm just like, I'm reminded, I'm reminded of this meme that I saw uh, a while ago about um, uh, New York versus Los Angeles, the rivalry. And the meme was something like, New Yorkers, I effing hate Los Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles, weird. I don't even think about you. And that's how I feel about, because it's like, they can't get Hillary out of their mind. And it's like, <laughs> she's just living her life now. Like, it doesn't matter get, to her. Getting like, ready for what? her run in 2020. <laughs> living her life, getting ready, yes. You yes. seriously think that she's going to up for a run? 200%. I will bet money. Every, every day I'm more convinced I she's going to I would bet money that that is not at all yeah. happening. But yeah. anyway. Oh, let's so, Let's see it right here. Yeah. Um, I know. But, to wager. Yes, what are we? Yes. A dollar. So, so this, this organization... <laughs> Turn, uh, uh, Turning Point USA. Turning is the Point name of the USA. So I was looking up this organization. I had never heard of it. And by the way, it's specifically their high school leadership <laughs> summit. It's it's the whole purpose of the organization is to encourage young people to get on board with conservative values. And actually, in their mission statement, it doesn't sound like a bad idea to me at all because their their mission statement is about uh, fiscal conservative. They they promote capitalism and they uh, are against government interference. So to me, it sounds like it's like traditional Republican values, not traditional religious wise, but traditional just fiscally conservative. And that's what they promote on the website and everything like that. So it doesn't sound terrible until... Charlie Kirk, who is the founder of this organization, have any of you heard of him? I have heard his okay. name, actually. So yeah. he's like 24 years old, but he's been a, a, a Republican pundit now since he was like 20 or 21. Like he's been um, all over Fox News and everything because they the the right is touting him as just like our our millennial savior. Mm-hmm. See, millennials can be conservative, and um, 
they they say that he's so intelligent, not just for his age, but just in general, and he's so well spoken, and all of these things. So this is his organization that he founded. Um, so at this at this conference uh, where they had Jeff Sessions spe- speak, when I heard when I read about it this morning for the first time, uh, I thought that here, like with the chanting, whatever. Come to find out, there was eight hundred people there, which. As far as conferences go, I was like, that's all you could get from, <laughs> like, really? 800 people? Where that's, was it? That's not that impressive. Where it was it? It doesn't say where it was. Some conservative yeah. they, they, said, they said it was from 40, 40 different high schools. Again, that's, that's not the that. You could do. That's the yeah. best you can do in, in the entire that nation. That gives me hope. In mm-hmm. the entire nation, 800 teenagers wanted to I mean, go to this rally. So let's so, be fair. It, it, it's the summer. You know, yeah. so it's like there's better places to be than go I mean, watch Jeff Sessions. I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent, exactly. It's the summer. <laughs> you're you're basically saying they would rather watch Teen Mom than go to this effing oh, conference. I would definitely watch. Yeah, I would be watching. <laughs> would, I would be watching Teen Mom for the first time in my life. But I, I would, would do. I would do I would that. Rather, yeah, anytime over yeah. listening to him. The the conservative teens would you know rather be <laughs> polishing their sparkle guns than you know i don't know than going to this rally so anyway so it's it's hilarious that jeff sessions showed up to a rally that gathered 800 students from the entire country but this charlie kirk i i was like oh seeing the mission statement of what this organization is about and hearing them describe him as so intelligent and well-spoken and stuff i thought i would really i i this sounds like a person i really want to be on board with because i want more than anything to be to listen to to follow a republican who i really respect and appreciate their point of view even though i disagree with it but immediately i clicked on his twitter and the very first thing that came up is uh, this video that he shot that's uh, touted as uh liberals hate america proof that they hate america and they want um MS-13 to succeed and all of the usual just absurd, mm-hmm. ridiculous rhetoric. And it's just kind of like, all right. And all no, like your you, dreams you were done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want a, a, a Republican with a reasonable point of view and it just can't ever well, I mean, we've talked about this. I think that there are – it's not that hard to find Republicans with a reasonable point of view. It's just hard for them to like, oh, do you want to go on the record and speak about President Trump? And they're like, oh, you, you can't win. You know, I mean, you have you have people who are noted conservative voices that write for, you know, organiz- write for, say, like the Weekly Standard and the National Review. Those are – there's plenty of people like Bill Kristol. You know, you people like that who are just like – Oh no, I don't. I don't like this guy, you know. And then so I think you finding them crop up uh, a lot less on places where you used to see them. You know, I think that they're like, okay, no, no, you're, are, you're the wrong kind of smart guy. Are you your like. definition of reasonable Republicans claiming that illegal immigrants crossing the border are all gangsters and criminals? Though I have, I'm yet to meet a Republican right. who doesn't have that point of view, and to me, that's absurd and ridiculous. No, I think that uh, you know any anybody that I've heard talk about it they, they they'll be like well no not all of them but they will say but there there sure are a lot and yeah the, you run into problems you know you can find this people that are reasonable on you know say like you like okay we got 10 issues in here 
let's pick issues out of the hat. Eventually, you're going to get to the one that they're crazy on. And there are definitely people on the left that you can say that about, too. There are some things you're like, oh, well, yeah. that was a bit yeah. much. Oh, for sure. You know? Like, uh, you know, well, I don't want to use any examples because, because I don't want to upset anybody on the panel. But there are things, and I don't mean you, I'm not talking about, I actually can't media. think of one. But, you know, there, there, there are some things that, you know, are a little bit less mainstream, you know, that not everybody brings. I actually that, can't think that of That video that I clicked on, on, on Charlie Kirk's Twitter page, it was him at, at a... Um, an anti-immigration uh, rally, and so he was confronting people with it, saying saying things like, "So you believe the United States is racist?" And they'd be like, "Yes." And he goes, "Well, then, how do you explain the fact that Asian Americans and Indian Americans, uh, on average, have a higher salaries than everyone else?" And then the, it was like crickets, 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 no response. <laughs> so it was like, "Yeah, he's yeah. obviously, you know, the sa- and, and the left does the same thing when they do these interviews. So they're they're focusing on the people who." Have no comeback, you right? Know? They, yeah, so, they like, want to have that gotcha moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. want to have that gotcha moment. So I, I mean, that's just I'm, I'm just agreeing with the fact that like, there's no, the left is smarter than the right. I mean, like, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there's, uh, I mean, uh, you know, we, I, I don't, there, there's not time to talk about that. I, I'm saving a topic for next week, but there's a there's a new darling of the left who uh, is uh, showing herself not to be as smart as uh, everybody wants her to be. Oh, I really we we have to save this. We do because <laughs> it's. A, I, I can't he's, think of it. You know, he's who talking, I'm talking about, about Alexandria oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who uh, really? you know, yeah. We'll, we'll play a game with quotes of okay. hers next week. I, uh, oh, I, I there was too much that I couldn't get to it, but um, what I wanted to end on. Is uh, and uh, Tamara, I know I wanted to you, your independent study extra credit. We have to again <laughs> save for another week because no, well, I, it's uh, look what time it this is. It's been a month overdue. Hey, yes. if if you want to be able to talk about that, then President Trump has to be quiet and turn off his Twitter, and then we'll have plenty of time to talk about issues. You know, we can do whole issues on everything. The right. last thing that we're going to talk about is uh, somebody that uh, Scott and I have referenced a few times uh, over the course of the show. Uh, Larry Sabato uh, mm-hmm. has put the Democrats' chances at better than 50% of taking the House, not the Senate, but the House. So... Uh, this is the first time that uh, he's giving this prediction, and they need 23 seats to take the House, uh, and Republicans are defending 21 open seats. So, you know, there's a lot of math involved, but you're like, well, that doesn't seem as hard. <laughs> you know, 23 out of 41, you know, all that. Um, and But he's calling them a soft favorite. And, you know, it, at least the last couple of years, there are plenty of soft Democrats out there, so I guess it makes sense that they would be the soft favorite. <laughs> It's just comedy. It's just jokes. It's all right. Um, but uh, are, are you at all encouraged when you hear something like this? Oh. Or is it just you Oh, me. Scott? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll ask everyone. But um, uh, The man, the man. Yeah, yes, the man, the man. Uh, that's right. Um, I, look, I, I think he's being very cautious because, you know, he was one of the pundits in, in 2016 with his crystal ball that was like, Hillary's going to win, Hillary's going to win. His crystal and ball had been still, so good up until that point. And know? him and a lot of the other people, so he's still getting the burn from that. A yeah. lot of people love to um, troll him on Twitter every time he makes a comment. But um, I'm definitely encouraged uh, only because just looking back at history, going all the way back to the Civil War, it's basically pretty much the first midterm election, uh, the opposition party of the president in power normally always gain seats and we have a generally unpopular president um the only thing that makes me nervous is again are we going to have the turnout that we need because we've still seen some of these primary elections where we think we're going to have good turnout and it's basically stayed the same as years past we've seen some encouraging signs and also the gerrymandering which is another issue that means that democrats have to win by such a higher number anywhere from between six to eight points to beyond to basically be 
able to, to take back the House. So, you know, there's a lot of challenges, like, for the Senate. It, it's definitely stacked against the, the Democrats, so they have to really get the turnout and really get the uh, uh, the position to make these changes. But, yes, I, I am cautiously optimistic um, because I do think just in general history, this is what normally tends to happen. On so. top of the turnout and the gerrymandering, now people are being purged from the mm-hmm. voter rolls. And that too. So we all yes. have to like check our status yep. and make sure that we're on there. Like, Which is what happened in LA County. Like just in, for instance, and I know that was there, but I, I, I wasn't on mine either. And I had to do a provisional ballot for the primary. Mm. Yeah. And, those and people what I always say on election rolls. day is if they hand you the provisional ballot, mm-hmm. just go home because it's not going to get counted. You know, they're just like, we're going to shut you up and we're going to give yeah. you this piece of paper, uh, but we're not going to do anything with it ever. And yeah, uh, you know, that that's almost as trouble is how many Twitter followers I lost. That, but yes, it's it's definitely a That's concern. what we should do with the twelve billion is yes. make sure that we're all on the voter rolls. You know, I thought you and were gonna voting say voting is secure. And, I thought you, you know. were gonna say we should buy me some more Twitter followers and I was all in <laughs> on that. Uh, so uh, Tamara, the uh, the final thought on all of this uh, so seventeen house races have kind of shifted and that's why this has happened. Do you feel like, you know, you're, we talk a lot about sort of some of the differing opinions out there and how it would be nice to find more common ground than we tend to be able to. And I don't mean you and I, you know, I just mean <laughs> we as a, as a country. Um, do you feel like there is any kind of change where it's like, you know, people who were, you know, like we've said, we're about two years into the, the Trump presidency. Do you think people who were a little bit like, well, I didn't like him, but let's see how it goes. Uh, do you feel like things are changing a little bit in that way? Are you getting those rumblings uh, out there? <laughs> or is it people people liked him before and now they just love him, love him, love him? Um, over Christmas, I worked uh, as managed this like a uh, uh, Santa booth at the mall where t- kids taking photos with Santa and my Santa uh, was from Orange County, and he told me right away that he voted for Trump. And he also uh, hated guns, and he was a lifelong surfer, so he loved the environment. So I was like, why did you – so why? He, it was his hatred for Hillary. And he says mm-hmm. he has mm-hmm. regretted nothing – ever since the, the man got into office, he has regretted it ever since. So – well, let's you, hope everybody uh, who voted for Trump is like Santa. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you you get a, you know look you see it a lot. I, I yeah. see these words put together you know various places. You know mostly I see it on Twitter. It's like uh, you know like even after the Helsinki comments, are like yep, still glad it wasn't Hillary. So the people still are pretty dug in on that because of how much they also, disliked her. He, you mm-hmm. know, and he was one of these people that was just like, no, I, I, I'm all supportive of women. I think I would vote for a woman in a heartbeat, just mm-hmm. not her. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. really? You mm-hmm. think that? That's adorable that you think that. You, you oh. mean to say that the next uh, woman that should be in a position to make that sort of move, the hellstorm that's going to come up against her digging things up from her back and calling her shrill and everything mm-hmm. that happened to Hillary, you honestly think that that's not going to happen to the next woman that well, comes along? He thinks you're talking about Ivanka. So he's ready to vote for Ivanka. I mean, that, that's where he's. Positioned. I mean, there, there's a good point, Christian. If for, for the conserv, for the men who hated Hillary so much that they don't like Trump, but they voted for him just so that it's not her. That's about about right. You got to get mm-hmm. some hot chick, big melons, and they will absolutely <laughs> vote for her because yep. that's. Where we are in society yeah, still, and, apparently. So. And uh, yes. some some great work in the booth from our friend yes. Juliet. Bonjour, Juliet. Yes. Uh, getting some uh, great photos to uh, you know compliment what we're talking about yeah. for those watching on YouTube. Uh, we are indeed out of time, but we will be back next week. 
But for the rest of the summer, we're going to be on Mondays at 4 o'clock Pacific. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesdays after Labor Day. I understand how confusing that can be. It's for a very important reason. My son has swimming lessons. That's actually the only <laughs> reason why this is happening. But uh, we'll be on Mondays for the next few weeks for uh, next week and all through August. And then we'll be back on Tuesdays in September. So see us Monday at 4 o'clock. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KirstenDMZ. And Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Galicia. Tamara. Find me on YouTube at Hey Tamara. And S-Man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at S-Man80. All right. Uh, we will see everybody Monday at 4 o'clock. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.